This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome back to the channel and welcome back to another edition of the Spurs Chat Podcast, where, of course, Tottenham Hotspur have just lost again, this time to Wolverhampton Wanderers, this time in the Premier League. It has been a very bad week, to say the least, for Tottenham Hotspur. Um, as I was walking out of the ground at Molyneux, the Spurs fans were even singing Maurizio Pochettino's name. Let's wait and see what happens there. Um, I've got three very special guests to talk about today's defeat. We have got uh, returning guest Josh Calham back with us. Josh, how are you? Very, very annoyed, Chris. Just feel so disconnected with this football club at the moment. Disappointing loss again after what I thought couldn't really get worse after losing to Sheffield United, but it has. It just feels crap to be a Spurs fan at the moment, to be honest. The worst I felt, even worse than Nuno, as I was saying to you. We, we, We deserve so much better with this team and like a manager that's paid fifteen million pounds a year, who's not even there, it's just it's not good enough, and something does need to change. I've got to say, Josh, I know we'll talk about the football in a minute, but I've got to say the away end today was extremely quiet, extremely quiet. The away end is normally so upbeat, it is singing, it is very noisy, but today very very quiet. Um, particularly after the Sheffield United game midweek, I think it's hit a lot of us hard. Uh, we've also got returning guest uh, Craig Dearman back. Craig, how are you? Same as everyone else watching this and on the panel. Um, I'll tell you what, um, I read something um, online and I couldn't agree more. Whatever your feelings are about Tottenham Hotspur in that whatever you think the problem is, you're right. I think there's so much wrong. You know, whatever your opinion is, you're right about it. I'm not going to argue. There's so much wrong. We rest a load of players in the week so they can be fresh for the Premiership game. We lose in midweek because we weren't good enough. And those players come back in today and we weren't good enough again. Absolutely shocking. I am fuming, absolutely fuming. Swapped a couple of messages with Gary. (laughs) As you can imagine, Gary is fuming. He asked me to pass that on. Um, 
yeah. Uh, I, I am like Josh. I am. I feel so disconnected with this football club at the moment. It, it, I've got, I'm go go through different phases of being annoyed, of feeling oh well, so what, and then it, it's getting to a point again where I don't feel I don't care much, and that's not me. I love this club. I want to see us win. Something needs to change. Craig, of course, we do all have different opinions, but I think all of us Spurs fans, at the end of the day, want the same thing. We all want success. We all want glory. Uh, and as I said earlier, I think it's all hit us hard. You know, definitely that Sheffield United defeat midweek uh, because we all felt that this could be a, a real great chance for us to win a trophy after 15 years. Um, yeah. We've also got returning guest Ram with us. Ram, nice to have you back. How are you? No, thank you for inviting me back. Um well, again, just like the other two guys, extremely disappointed, more result-wise than, you know, the total performance. Um, but unfortunately, the issues we've got is that it's only Kane who's scoring goals. You know, Perisic hasn't chipped in, Son's not chipping in. You know, he's got a £50 million striker, he's not chipping in. And if Kane doesn't score, we're, you know, we're grappling around to see who's going to score goals, mm-hmm. uh, especially away yeah. games. Um, yeah, but you know the, the result. The result makes it a lot more hurtful, damaging than the actual performance as a whole. Because I think we 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 did control the game. You know, it was a typical Wolves performance where they try to nullify Spurs um, and you know keep clean sheet and nick a goal, and you know, they scored a they scored a very good goal and something we can do. As hit the post and come out, their one hit the underside of the bar and went in. Mm. Well, there's a comment here from Bob Spur TV. It doesn't hurt anymore, Chris. I'll tell you what, Bob, um, it, it hurts me. Um, you know, for, for someone who goes up and down the country watching this team week in, week out, um, I feel hurt today um, again, as I did the other night, as I did uh, Leicester a couple of weeks ago. Um, and it's just so frustrating as a Spurs fan because, of course, when you look at our results, beating champions Manchester City, then going to Leicester, getting thumped at Leicester, then coming back, beating our rivals, West Ham and Chelsea, which I'll tell you what, felt so good, those two wins. Um, and then going out the FA Cup to Sheffield United, this performance, um, although you say it's not bad, Ram, um, I felt it wasn't that great. Um, and, of course, the result today, very, very poor. Um, <coughs> sorry, Ram, what do you want to say? No, I mean, you're right. The result hurts more. We played worse this season. Yeah. A lot worse. Yeah. 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 You know, they're, solid they're... blazing shots over the bar. You know, it's we're just not performing. Yeah. There, there have been a lot of bad performances this season, um, although we're sitting in fourth spot. And it's funny because I was speaking to some Wolves fans before the game and they said, why, is, why are so many Spurs fans moaning? Because you're sitting in the top four. You're sitting in the top four in a Champions League spot. Why are Spurs fans moaning? Josh, let me, let me put that question to you. Why are Spurs fans so down? You know, a lot of opposition fans are saying to me, particularly in the last few weeks, why are Spurs fans so down when you're sitting in the top four? I've just written down some reasons to that exact question. I've got seven reasons. One of them is, I think, our tactics. I think we, we don't play attractive football. You watch other teams like Man, Man United under Ten Hag and they play this attractive attacking style of football that we used to play under Pochettino. And although it wasn't perfect under Poch and we did a lot wrong, 
and we lost a lot of games, especially in his final year, it was still it was still attractive and you believed in the team and you believed in the youth. That's one. Another reason, I think the players, they they just don't show any heart anymore. Like that, that goal against Sheffield United, that uh whoever the bloke Undai scored. We just don't go in for a challenge anymore. The only one who's got a bit of passion is Romero. Like no one else or like Hoiberg's just gone right down the toilet. We don't we they've they haven't got any heart anymore. Another one which is really annoying me, is the medical staff. I don't know what's going on in our medical department, but like I've never seen another football club where this happens, where we just get all these injuries and this stuff coming out about Romero. Another one, we've got the, the ownership and Enoch and all the problems that we've talked about a hundred times before. And then I think a big one as well, which we're really, really we're like is impacting us now, is the academy. Like you look at the academy and the boys, they're not doing very well. There's not that many players that are coming through. You look at other teams, you look at the Uniteds, the Arsenals, the Chelsea's, there's other teams who have got a lot of young lads coming through and we just haven't. And then my last one is, I think our recruitment, even though we've made some good signings, we've wasted so much money on so many crap players that you look at who's on loan from our club, all that money we've wasted on the Undombeles, the Regulons. We'll never get that money back. It's just a waste. So there's some answers to the to the Wolves fans and other fans of why we're, we may sit in fourth place or whatever, but we're not happy as a club. We're getting a lot wrong on multifarious levels. It's not just the football. It's outside the football and everything to do with this club. It feels like we're just losing this football club to a corporate mess. Josh, give me your thoughts on today's game because I felt that we had a number of opportunities to score and win the game today. Um, as I said earlier, the, the crowd were very, very quiet um, in comparison to other away games. You, you know, you go to a lot of the away games, you know it's very noisy in the away end. It was very quiet in the away end today. Um, but give me your thoughts on today's game. Yeah, I agree. I was watching it on stream because I'm at uni and I, I didn't really hear the Spurs fans, which is a bit shocking because I've been Wolves away with, with you and with, with my dad a lot. I think I've been there like three or four times um, and it's always been really loud, which was a bit odd. But yeah, I thought, I think as, as Graham said, in the first half, I thought we didn't play that badly. I thought we were all right. I thought I was a bit confident. It's just one of those scrappy away games. But then in, this, in the second half, we just, there was just nothing. Nothing. We just, it was just a matter of time until Wolves got a goal. And I thought we didn't really show much in the second half at all. And yeah, we did hit the crossbar a few times. Um, Poro, I think, with a free kick, which was whipped in, which was a really nice free kick. But we just got no identity, Chris. We don't look threatening. We just don't. It's weird. We got so much talent up top, and we just look like a bang average mid-table team. I didn't fill me with any excitement. We did not look like a top four side that is in the Champions League. That's got world-class players, England captain, South, uh, Asian Player of the Year. We just we we literally look like. Just a mid-table side. We've got nothing to us, Chris, which is awful. And it's not good enough. Craig, let's get your thoughts on today's game. I know I know you're very upset about it, um, about the performance. And I know you were very upset about uh, Wednesday as well, going out of the FA Cup uh, that we'll talk about later. But give me your thoughts on today's game. To be, to be fair, I thought we started pretty well. And the first half um, was a lot better than previous first halves. We, we, you know, we looked quite hungry. We was pushing from the front. Um, great free kick from Poro hit the bar. I, I honestly thought, you know, Kulishevsky had a shot tip around the post. I thought we did have a few good chances and I just, 
thought we would perhaps press on in the second half and and and, and win the game. But it almost seems like we, whether this was a deliberate thing, I can't believe it was, but who knows anymore. We just dropped off. We slowed down. Everything was just going through the motions again in the second half. And you could see Wolves going into the game. Um, and we didn't look like scoring, if you ask me, in the second half. It was it was, it was just so lackadaisical again. And, and for me, what winds me up so much, and it, to be honest, it wound me up with Potch in the past as well, it's the lateness of the substitutes. After about 60 minutes, even 55 minutes, you could see the game needed freshening up. You needed a change. And it was too late again. And by the time he brings on Richarlison and Mora, and what I don't understand, and I think they get totally wrong, and it is not just my opinion, is the changes that they make and the, the unwillingness to change formation. Because we need a lock picker. All right, we haven't got an Ericsson type player. How many times have we been through that? I'm still of the mind we need one in situations like that. If he doesn't want to play that uh, formation, fine. But you still need a lock picker in that team. And from everything I've heard, Dan Jume has been outperforming all the other strikers in training. Now, why is Dan Juma not getting a run? Why are we bringing on Mora, who's going on in the summer? Lucas Mora hasn't scored for 31 games. I love Mora, but come on, he's leaving in the summer. Bring on Dan Juma, give him his chance. I just, I just don't get it. I I'm beginning to question Conte and the staff and everything about it, to be honest with you, because something is badly wrong in this club. Yes, we've had a few great results. I'm not, I'm not dissing that, but good clubs... Uh, like, dare I say, I, I don't want to mention that lot mob down the road today, but they were 2 0 down. They came back and 1 3 2, showed character. Could you ever see us doing that at the moment? Because I can't. And it, it just winds me up that the style of football we're playing, whether it's the players just don't want to play it or, or whether they're not playing for the manager anymore. And, you know, I don't know. It's hard to argue that case because we've had some good results lately. Is it certain type of teams we can't play against? And if you're a world-class manager with with, with all this knowledge, you, you, each game you set up differently to play your opponent. It seems like you can't get that right in certain games. Um, am I still Conte in? I don't know, Chris, actually. I, I, I really don't now. Um, he's back in the country. I believe he's back at work tomorrow. He picked that team today. He controlled the substitutes again, and, and they got it wrong again. Um, to be a top four and a good team, you've got to get it consistently right or more right than wrong. And we're getting more wrong at the moment. And we are very, very lucky. Newcastle slipped up again today. Let's look at the teams below us. If Brighton win their games in hand, they go above us, they go into the top four. Liverpool are playing now, I think. Chelsea won again today. We cannot continue this run. We've Something's got to give. Now, whether... Conte goes, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually edging towards a point where I don't care if Conte goes now. I really am. It, it just annoys me. And that it's not just today. It's that FA Cup uh, dumping in the week. That has absolutely infuriated me. Absolutely infuriated me. I remember 91. I'm old enough to remember 91. I remember what it's like to win the FA Cup. It's very special to me. That was our best chance of winning anything for years. We win that. We'd have got Blackburn at home. And then you're in the semis. You've got a day at Wembley. Unbelievable. Unbelievable incompetence to, to, to do that. And, oh, God, I'm glad I wasn't on the show Wednesday because I don't normally swear on here, but I'd have been worse than Gary, I think. But I'm just so frustrated with this club at the moment. Craig, 
I agree with everything you've just said, and I get your frustration completely. And, uh, you know, the whole FA Cup thing. And as I said on the show on Wednesday, um, I feel more upset uh, when we lose a cup game and go out of a cup competition than league games because they they mean the world to me as a Spurs fan because, of course, I want a trophy. I want to see success. And it's been far too long, as you all know. Um, Ram, let's come to you. Let's get your thoughts on today's game. Yeah, no, I agree with Craig. You know, we started well and then we sort of went passive in the second half. And Josh actually branched out a little bit from the game today when he touched on the strategy of the club. And that is, what style of play do Tottenham play? What is our identity? You know, if you look at Man United, and you can say wingers. You know, if you, I'm going to mention them. You know, the other mob four miles down the road. Since Wenger took over back in the 90s, they've had this identity. It doesn't matter who was the manager, Unai Emery or Arteta now. They had the identity and style of play. Liverpool got that identity. Although they're not being successful at the moment, they stick to their identity. Spurs had Pochettino, high press, you know, entertaining football. And then for some reason, we decided to go Nuno, Mourinho, and we started to play Mourinho football. And then we left Mourinho and then we went Conte football. You know, very similar. And, you know, Tottenham just need to find their identity again. Back in the 90s, and I remember it well, in the 80s with Archibald Galvin and, and Roberts and, and the gang, entertaining football. Um, and we've lost that identity. And like I said, you know, we've got, we've got the England captain, um, and everyone around him misfiring. You know, we need to find a strategy. Um, when you look at other clubs and you see who's come through their academy and has become an established first-team player, who can we look at to say that academy is really delivered? Instead of spending 40-odd million on the Celso, 50 million on the Dembele, waste the money. With Charlson, right, the jury's still out. Let him have his first season. Let him come back next season and have a pre-season. And well, we had a pre-season this year, but go again next year. He's proven that he can score goals in the Premier League, so we'll give him a little bit more slack. Um, but who's come through the academy? We've got Harry Kane, who came through ten odd years ago, and we've got Ollie Skip, who is now in the first team by, you know, by error really, because we've got two injuries in that position. You know, we've got no one else actually coming through. What's the academy serving? You look at the other clubs, you know, Garnacho at, at United, a world-class player coming through. Um, I think Dallow came through as a young player. We went, uh, They went to uh, identify him and, and brought him through their academy. Arsenal, there they've got Martinelli, Smith-Rowe and, and Decay. You know, they've got players coming through. We, we don't. Liverpool have. They've got who have they got? They got is that midfield player Wilson? Is it? Um, they got Trent that came through. Uh, you know, Tottenham don't. Tottenham don't have this um, supply from the academy which we used to have. Um, in you know historically. Ram, can I ask how you're feeling about Antonio Conte and his future? Would you like him to be Spurs manager next season? Oh, it's so hard. It's so complicated. Um, you know, he's, he's taken over. He's taken over a little mess, didn't he? Because when he joined and when he took over, 
we were what ninth, tenth, and falling like a stone. And somehow he got us in the Champions League. Um, this season he's got us in fourth place again. He's made a couple of more signings. I don't know. I don't, I don't like the idea of chopping and changing managers. So we, you know, we, we used Mourinho for about eighteen months, didn't we? A couple of years, and then we got rid of him, and then we. Now, we got rid of him in the week building up to a cup final. I mean, it's just, <laughs> you couldn't make it up. But, um, and then um, we brought in Conte. He's got us in fourth place. And although that's not a trophy, he is a serial winner. It's a hard one. I'm, I'm sitting on the fence with it. I'd, I'd like to see him finish this season. And I hope he goes all guns blazing to try and get us in that fourth place. All guns blazing to get us through the next round of the Champions League. So we've got another good day out at the, you know, at the lane in the quarterfinals. But, you know, we, we sit and wait in anticipation. Josh, let's come to you. Um, let's talk about the starting eleven today. Um, of course, Conte and Stellini today went with Forster in goal. The back three of Romero, Langley and Davis. Uh, the wing-backs, Perisic and Poro. In midfield, Hoybier and Skip. The front three of Kulisewski, Harry Kane and Hunmin Son. Subs today, Austin, Emerson Royale, Tanganga, Sanchez, Dyer, Saar, Lucas Moura, Danjuma and Richarlison. Josh, when you saw that starting eleven, were you surprised? To be fair, I was, I was not like displeased, Chris. I thought, oh, Dyer's been dropped, which is a positive after that shocking performance the other day. I thought the only thing that was a bit strange was Emerson not getting a game, seeing as he's been such such informed player at the moment. Like, he's been fantastic. And I know he picked up a knock um, and he missed that game the other day because he, he's a bit injured. But he's back now. And I thought, just get him straight back in that side because he's been fantastic, especially against the top teams. Uh, like that, I think it was, was it, it was the Man City game where he scored. Um, he was just fan, absolutely fantastic player. And um, Poro being in there, I'm not sure what to think of him. I was really excited when he, when he w- was signed for us, but he's just, he hasn't really hit the ground running. Yeah, he hit the crossbar today, but he just looks a bit, he looks a bit scared. He reminds me a bit of Regulon. He, he literally looks like Regulon playing it right back with a better cross on him. So I, I don't know if he is the correct player for us. We've obviously got to give him give him a lot of time, and hopefully he can he can get into this team and kind of mould into his into his shape as a as a really good right wing back. Um, but I, I don't know about Son and, and Perisic on the left hand side. They never work together, and we just consistently play them together. It's a bit strange. But um, but yeah, I didn't think there was anything too wrong with the with the lineup. But Chris, can I just ask away from that? What were the uh, fans singing about Maurizio Pochettino, which he mentioned? Just singing his name. Right at the end of the game, walking walking out, um, everyone was very unhappy, obviously, as we're all feeling right now. Um, and all the fans were singing Maurizio Pochettino's name. He's magic, you know. Mm. Does it surprise you, Josh? To be fair, not from what I've seen online. I've seen a lot of, like, a lot of polls, a lot of a bit of democracy. I, I obviously study politics at uni. A lot of de- democratic polls saying they want they want Pochin Conte out. It's a bit of divided at the, at the other day, but from what I've seen right now online, there's like eighty percent of people saying they want Pochin and Conte out. So there's obviously a lot of support for Pochettino coming back. But I know there's a lot of people saying they don't want that, saying we've been there, we've done that. 
we know what the end result is. You're going to have Daniel Levy not backing him again, and it doesn't work. And look what happened before. So I, oh, I don't know. All I want is a manager who's going to just put a hundred percent in. Like I just, I don't want these managers that just seem like they just do us a favour. Like, like even Jose and Conte, these win now managers who are like, look at me, I'm Mister Mister Trophy myself. I'm going to try and help you, Tottenham Hotspur. I want a Tottenham man where who, when you cut them, bleeds our club. Like Pochettino, you see the videos of him in uh, at the Ajax Stadium going absolutely mental when we beat them. He's fully Tottenham. He's always been fully Tottenham. When I started watching Tottenham, it was always poch, 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 poch. And he was so connected to the club. And I Conte just feels disconnected from the club. And obviously his circumstances are slightly different because he's obviously in Italy at the moment and it, he's very disconnected anyway. But even since he's been our manager, Chris, I've, I've felt it since that first game. Like he never really comes over to the, to the away fans like, and like Pochettino did. I've never felt that connection with Conte. Yeah, everyone chants Antonio, Antonio. But it's not been the same. It's never been the same as Pochettino. That was something really special. And we've never replaced that since he's left. I'll tell you what, Josh, it's interesting that because before we went live, um, I uploaded to YouTube the uh, the video that I normally do uh, at the end of the game, the players walking over to the away end. Um, Harry Kane took a few steps towards the away end. All of the other players virtually just went straight down the tunnel. Um, so not many of the, the players actually acknowledged the fans today, which very disappointing. Um, but I feel a little bit like Craig today. I feel like, I don't know whether, um, you know, Conte, uh, you know, whether I, I'd be bothered whether Conte stayed or not. Um, but I don't know what's next for this football club because I feel that Pochettino will come back one day is it right for him to come back in the summer and replace Antonio Conte? I don't know. I really don't know what is right for this football club. I know like today, um, watching the game, a number of fans around me, a number of uh, the fans watching the game today, they were talking about Thomas Tuchel. You know, a lot of people seem to be talking about new managers before our manager's even gone or whether we know that he's going to sign a contract or not, which is a bit of a mess, really. Um, Craig, let's go back to the starting eleven. Um, Langley in the centre today. Was that a surprise for you? I was surprised that he didn't pick Dyer. I don't know whether Dyer's got a, a knock or something. Personally, um, I disagree with Josh a bit. I didn't think Dyer was appalling on uh, on on was it Wednesday we played. Um, yeah. I don't I don't <clears throat> I don't actually think he was that bad. Uh, you know, I've seen him have worse games. Um, whether they were c- considering he's he's banned from is he is he banned from the the next AC Milan game? Dyer, yeah. yeah. So whether there was just perhaps putting Langley in there to just try and get him used to the position so he's had a run in that position. Um, I wasn't really that surprised. I mean, that's why you have a squad, right? But I mean, he's not, he's not, the, he's not a terrible player. But, um, uh, uh, but I agree with Josh on, on the whole in, in the, the, when the squad was released. I thought, yeah, um, sorry, the team was released. I thought, that's all right. That's all right. We can... We can Pretty much what I was expecting. We could, we can definitely get a result here today. Um, but of course, we all know what happened. Um, just going back, if I may, on, on what we were saying about Poch. Um, very, very similar to you, Chris. Or however, I think I would nail my flags to the mast, or whatever the saying is. I would have him back tomorrow, Poch. 
Um, and I know he's divided the fan base to a degree from what I think. I think you're right. Just 70, 80% probably people I've seen would have pops back. Um, there are a few that don't want to go back and I get that. But I just think back to how connected I felt to the club. It's not just me. It's everybody. It felt like everything was right when Potch was at the club. And I know we were overachieving to a certain degree, but the feeling in a football club is so important. It's not just the, if the fans feel connected to the team, the team feel connected to the fans and everything else, it, it just goes, you know, it works. It just worked, didn't it, with Potch? Even through the bad times, it worked. And there wasn't that many calls for his head when he went. And we've said on here many times when Potch was sacked, we know he wasn't getting the results and we know there was reasons for that, the 518 days without signing and everything. And he gave the warnings about that. Levy didn't listen. But we could, even though there was part of you thinking, oh, is his job on the line? When he, when he was sacked, I think most of us were incredibly shocked and just couldn't believe it was happening. And it did feel a little bit like a death in the family. I'm going a bit overboard with that, but I think everybody knows what I mean with that. I think personally, I think Tuchel's a good manager, but I think there is one man that can galvanise everything and bring this club back, and that is Muccio Pochettino. And for me, I think Conte does have to go. We've had a few good results, but it's clear to me, and I said this weeks ago, he's not going to sign a new deal. He's going to go, and we need to start building again. And for me, Poch is the man. Now, I know I'm going to get people in the comments disagree with me and say Craig shouldn't go back. That's what I think. And I think that's the right way to go. Give him his chance to to do what he didn't do last time. And from what I've heard, that if this is true, Levy was out in the Far East, um, sorry, the Middle East, uh, looking at a deal for somebody to buy the club. I don't know how true that is, or certainly significant investment. So who knows what's going to happen by this time, uh, or at the start of the season, we could have a new manager, we could have new owners. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's incredible, this club, but I'm just at that point where I've had enough now. You know me, I come in here, I think I try and be balanced in what I say, I try and be fair. Um, but that is my opinion. I've had enough now, Chris. I've, I've just had enough. Something's got to change. And for me, if Conte doesn't want to be here, I like the guy. I think he just wants to go back to Italy. Let him go back. And whether you get rid of him now or certainly at the end of the season, we all need to know what's going on. And, um, and just go from there and work with it. Craig, Stephen writes now, um, even if we were successful, could we really have pride in any achievements? We are better than that, bottom line. Could we have any pride in any achievements? Um, I think you always have pride in an achievement. I mean, if you win a cup, you've got to feel pride or else what's the point in football? But, you know... you. <sighs> You know, if we've won the FA Cup, God, would I have felt proud, proud, proud and, and pride in the team. I, I don't, you know, well, I wouldn't follow football if I didn't feel pride when my team won something. It's just a yeah. shame. It's been 14 years or whatever. It's been 15 years, isn't it? Now, it will be 16 years till we, because let's face it, we ain't winning the Champions League. So, um, look, I, I didn't feel connected to one day Ramos at all, but we won a cup and I'll remember him for winning, <laughs> winning the cup. So uh, it, I, I just think we personally and George, and George Graham exactly a, absolutely um, oddly enough I did feel connected to Venables because he was 
he was kind of a people's person, wasn't he? he I thought I loved Venables. I thought he was a great manager, but um, it, it's it's a funny one. It, it, it really is, you know, this club. It, it, it's in here for all of us, isn't it? It, it, it? You know, you look at the badge, you look at the badge, and you just think. You know, I'll, I'll get up tomorrow morning and I think, do I want to put this top back on? I think, of course I do, because I'm a Tottenham yeah. fan. I'm proud to be a Tottenham fan. It's just they let me down at the moment more times than they pick me up. And I think it's important to remember what pleasure you get out of football and when we win and that feeling and how we get all low. If you're not feeling low, that's when, you know, something's wrong. And I feel low, but I also feel this part of me that, oh, do you know what? So bloody what? Because it's going to change. It's got to change. And Levy can see that. So uh, the only positive I would say is for everybody, and we're all feeling low, is just stick with it. Stick with it because it will change. That's all, that's all I can say. That's, that's about the only positive I've got today. Sorry. <laughs> Ram, before I come to you on the starting eleven, um, I just wanted to say and clarify, because I think that I've upset a few fans, um, Spurs fans, in the chat. Um, by me saying that the away fans were quiet. I'm not blaming the away fans whatsoever. Of course, I'm one of the away fans in that section. Um, I'm saying that they were quiet because, of course, we were upset with the football that we were watching and, of course, the performance and going out of the cup on Wednesday. We're all feeling very down. That's my point. Um, Ram, let's come to you on the starting eleven. Of course, Pedro Poro started today, uh, head of Emerson Royale. Uh, Perisic was on the left-hand uh, side um, instead of Davis, who, of course, we tried out uh, in the last couple of weeks. Lengley was in the centre. Um, any surprises there in the starting eleven for you today? Yeah, I wouldn't. I wasn't over. I wasn't thrilled to see Lengley in the starting lineup. Um, I just don't think you know he's good enough for Tottenham. Um, that's my opinion. I thought Dyer should have started. Uh, Dyer's been at the club, what, 10 years? Whatever you think of him, his heart and soul will be into trying and play the best he can. Whereas Lingley, you know, he's on loan. He'll probably go back to Barcelona at the end of the season. He hasn't set the scene alight at the back. He's not rock solid. Um, Davis, I think, is a better left-sided centre-back, but Davis has done well as a left wing-back in the last couple of home games. Um, so um, and Poro, you know, you, you, was it? Have we spent 45 million, or we, we've got the option of spending 45 million in the summer? It's an obligation, it's, it's an obligation, yeah. So, if, if you're obligated in signing him for 45 million, then you don't want him sitting on the bench, you know, you need to put him in a team and him performing. And it's still worthy days for him. I thought today he was better than he was against Leicester. Uh, couldn't be worse, uh, but you know he was better today. I thought he was very much, you know, working up and down the wing. He didn't have it on the left hand side though with Perisic. You know and that, that that's you know we're short there. I mean, I've, whatever you think assess, are they assessing simply because he'll get behind defenses, you know, and he'll, he'll get crosses in. He'll 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 chip him with a goal or two. Whatever you think of him, you know, he's still an improving player. Um, but yeah. he's injured at the moment. Um, I totally agree with, well, not agree with Craig. I respect Craig's opinion on Pochettino. Um, I just remember how he down tools at the end of it all. Maybe maybe Levy drove into it. But, you know, 7-2 at home to Bayern, losing to Colchester in the League Cup with a strong side. 
Um, it was pretty miserable at the end of Pochettino's reign. And instead of forking out £15 million for a manager per year, or reputed £15 million a year manager in uh, Mourinho and Conte, we should be looking at people like Michael Carrick and Vincent Company. You know, young, upcoming, hungry. You could put them on performance-related achievements. You know, he, he, he would have been connecting with being a younger manager and a more... Coming from a, a, a winning background with, with their clubs, they would have come in with their ideology and strategy. Um, and, you know, Middle, Middlesbrough was something like fall from bottom when Carrick took over. Then they're knocking on the door of automatic promotion. You know, Company took over Burnley. and has done fantastic. We, we should be looking at young, upcoming managers that, that are going to be there for, for years to come. Josh, let's come to you. Let's talk about the uh, the key instance um, of the game. Um, after two minutes, Pedro Poro shot over the bar um, after Oliver Skip, uh, ball over the top to Perisic, who crossed. Um, what do you think of Pedro Poro's performance today? Because, of course, the only time uh, he started a Premier League game before today was his debut uh, away at Leicester, where, of course, we won, uh, we lost 4-1. A dreadful performance, a dreadful debut from him. What do you think of him today in a Spurs shirt? I thought he looked more dangerous. Uh, he obviously hit the crossbar and he had that chance in the first couple of minutes. Um, he's obviously a young boy. He's got pace. Uh, he looked much more solid today, I thought. But I still think, I don't think he should be starting in front of Emerson. The amount of stick I've given Emerson recently, like even on the last time I came on, I was like, oh, no, not Emerson. But he's he, he just transformed as a player. <clears throat> and a lot of people saying he's like the Brazilian Cafu, playing amazing. I don't understand why he's being dropped all of a sudden. When you've got a player in form, you start them. So I, I would give it to give that that right wing back uh, shirt to Emerson. But uh, weren't Cafu Brazilian though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're you both said the Brazilian, Brazilian Cafu. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen all the memes online. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't. I can't really say. I, he's not. He's not like an incredible player. Like when Kulusevski came in and he hit the ground running or Benton Kerr came in and hit the ground running. He hasn't had that. He hasn't had that start in a Tottenham shirt, Pedro Porro. But I really do wish him the best. And like I said before, uh, obviously I've seen him play many times before for, for previous clubs. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what, how his career develops at Tottenham. And I hope he actually can make himself known as a, as a proper uh, right back. Obviously, Emerson's had his issues. Doxy's had his issues. Serge Aurier had his issues. Hopefully, he can be all right back in the, for, the, for the foreseeable future. And I, I'd like to see more of him. Josh, let's stay with you for a second. Um, in the fifth minute, um, Hunmin Son had our first shot on target in the game. Um, cut in, um, hit it with his left foot, easy for Saar. Um, I know we're going to talk about many incidents involving Hunmin Son in today's game, but what did you make of his performance overall today? The one that sticks out to me, Chris, is the one where he cut inside and he just blazed it off the bar, like over the bar. And it just, that just did not look like sun. The amount of times I've seen him just caress it into that top right bins, curling his body, lovely shot. He just doesn't, he's, he's lost his accuracy. He's lost his finesse. It's like, I've said it before, every time he, he shoots, it seems like he's, he's like, Miss it in the ball, and every time, especially in, in the game the other day as well, I was noticing he's fumbling the ball around his feet. He's like lost his touch. It's really odd. 
And I've ne- it's it's quite shocking to be honest. How he was obviously won the Golden Boot last year, and like I don't know what's happened to Son. I'm really shocked at what's happened to him to be honest, because he's a world class player, but he just doesn't look like anything. He doesn't look like himself. He's lost his character. I don't know if that's because he's playing with Perisic and that's not really working for him down that left hand side, but like he's the first player in that attack that you need to replace. Like you need to, you think of who can come on, bring on Dan Juma. He's going to inject something more than Sonny. It's just, it's, it's really odd. And as we were talking earlier about like different managers, I don't know what's happened between Harry Kane and Son. Like under Jose, those two had like an amazing relationship. They were literally like all those goals they used to score and assist to each other. They were, they were stunning. It's like they knew what they were going to do. Jose got them firing on all cylinders but now they just look completely disconnected a bit like we are with the club I don't know what's going on it's like our tactics aren't playing to the advantages of our two best attacking players I I don't get it Chris well the stats certainly say that we had a lot of chances today Josh because we had 21 shots to Wolves 8 we had 6 shots on target to Wolves 5 um, we had 54% possession to Wolves, 46%. Uh, we had eight corners to Wolves, four fouls, uh, Wolves 11, Tottenham 18. Um, Craig, let's come to you. Um, in the 13th minute, a chance for Wolves across from the left. Costa got a flick. Easy for Fraser Forster. A minute later, and I tell you what, this might put a, a mild smile on your face. Uh, there was an instant where Lingley was right next to Diego Costa. He literally pushed him to the floor. It was probably the biggest cheer from the Tottenham Hotspur fan base today uh, to see Diego Costa laying on the floor. Um, but in the 19th minute, um, Son to Kulisewski. Uh, Kulisewski had a shot. Good save around the post from Saar. I think this is the chance that you were talking about earlier, Craig. Um, Kulisewski, he seems to be... You know, he seems to have had a, a quite quiet few weeks. Yeah, he's he's not hitting the heights that he has in the past. I, 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 again, I, I'm a bit, bit like Josh was talking about with Son there. I'm not quite sure what's going on there. He, his creativity used to be one of the best parts of his game, and he doesn't seem to be laying on guilt edge chances for anybody. I don't, I don't, I don't understand what's going on there. Is it is it the style of play? Is it? that they're being run into the ground. They haven't got the energy to do what they did before. So it certainly seems like they're running. I'd lo- I don't know what the running stats are, but they certainly, it certainly seems to be uh, putting in the, in the kilometres during the game. But it, it, it's strange that a lot of our big players are not having... You know, they all seem to be playing badly together, don't they? And that's what's frustrating in, in the week again, going back to that, is... You need a player to grab the game by the scruff of the neck when it's not going quite right. Like, you, how many times have you seen Messi drag teams he's played for when he was at Barcelona, where he's in Argentina, he drags teams through games? And, the, you know, there's, there's other players that, that can do that. I know Harry Kane's done that for us a few, a few times, but there's just nobody seems to be stepping up and, and being that man or want to be that man at the moment. I don't know whether they're scared to make mistakes. I don't know whether they're scared to go outside what the managers told them to do and stick to this rigidity throughout the game. And, and no, nobody just do something different from the norm and just try different things. That's sometimes what it feels like to me. It's just like you've got, they, they feel constricted and, and like just told what to do and not given any free will or free reign at all. Um, Kulachewski is one of those creative players 
that you almost need to give free reign and almost go tell him where you know you play wherever he wants to a bit, a bit like Harry in many ways and I suppose Harry's probably the nearest thing we got to that but I've always questioned that as good as Harry Kane's playmaking is do you want your centre forward being your key playmaker and again it comes back to the creativity I, I just I can't believe that you can play all the top teams have got creative players for Man City off, or, or Ericsson and Fernandes for Manchester United. Um, I'm not even going to touch on Chelsea because I don't actually know who plays for them anymore. They've got so many players. But, but you know, you for me, you, you can't be so rigid in your formations and everything. It, it's got to change. You, you have to do in-game in-game management, that's what it's all about for me. And we've got it wrong so many times this season. Sometimes it's gone right and we've gone on to win the game. But when the game's not going for you, you've got to be adaptable. You've got to be able to change that. And we just don't seem to be able to do it. Or when he does change it, it's too bloody late. And Kulachevsky kind of falls into that bracket. I mean, he, he come off today. He came off for Mora, didn't he? Did Mora come on for Kulu? I think he did. Um, yeah. Again, yeah. I don't quite under, I don't I don't quite understand that. I, I just don't I just don't 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 get it at all. Dan Juma must be thinking, why have I come to Tottenham? He wants time to prove himself, so he gets a deal, but he hasn't been given the opportunity. When he has come on, in the few minutes. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. I've seen he's looked quite bright. Monday in the ball. And you're bringing on Lucas Mora, who we know is going in the summer. Is he not try- I don't get it. I do so many things, Chris, about this club that I, I don't understand. Chris, what's your feelings? Just, just throwing a question back at you. What do you think the feeling is within the club? Do you think uh, the players and everyone's happy? Do you, did you get that impression? I know we get the training pictures that are always the same and boring come out. You know, we go again. It winds me up seeing that, especially after we lose. What do you I think? I don't think. I don't think a lot of the players were happy today or for obvious reasons. And um, like I said earlier, um, when you see the players' body language after matches, that, that's when I look at the most uh, and think, does this hurt you? Um, how do you feel about this? And it just seems to be um, very normal for some of these players, which is very hard to say, very hard to take. Um, I think that Harry Kane looks very annoyed. Um it just seems to be going around in circles, Craig. I, I you know, for, yeah. for me, you know, I know I talk about trophies a lot, but to go out the FA Cup, you know, on Wednesday, I feel that, that probably hurt Harry Kane a lot. And he's probably thinking, am I ever going to win a trophy at Spurs? And when you're a player at a top football club like ours, if you're thinking, am I ever going to win a trophy or doubting winning silverware, then he may end up looking elsewhere. 
Um, but I just feel that there are a lot of unhappy players right now. Sonny definitely doesn't seem to have the smile on his face that he used to. Um, it just feels different. Yeah. And I just feel that um, a change is probably coming in the summer. And that's why I'm pretty adamant that I don't think that, you know, I think a lot of us feel like that, that Conte is not going to be here, um, you know, beyond uh, the summer. Um, but it's what Spurs do next. And I, 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 as I speak on this channel a lot about club direction, about ambition, you know, even if Spurs finish in the top four for me, is that progression for this football club? I don't think it is. Um, a trophy, a success is, is, is progression. And that's what we all need. Pochettino, Jose Mourinho, Conte, three fantastic managers. You know, I know a lot of people put the, the, world, the, the word world-class in there for some of those managers, perhaps not all. Um, but we've had three fantastic managers. If, if we haven't been successful and won a trophy under those three, I think something is seriously wrong. Um, and I think if I was Harry Kane, I'd probably doubt whether I was going to win a trophy at the club as well, having worked with all three of those managers and not won anything. Um, you know, something needs to change, I'm sure. Um, Chris, Chris, so, so, sorry, just come back to you on that. Um, Harry Kane, I love Harry Kane. I think he is our only world-class player, actually. Um but he had half an hour in the midweek and he didn't do anything either. So I think, you know, Kane's got to look at himself sometimes. And, uh, you know, I'm, when I'm talking about players grabbing the game by the scruff of the neck, that's what I want to see Kane. The world-class players do it more or less week in, week out. And, you know, Harry Kane's never played particularly well in any final or probably semi we've been in. So Harry Kane is world-class. I absolutely love him. I want him at the club for the rest of it his career. But, uh, but the thing is, Craig, yeah. if you're going to talk about Wednesday, I feel that if you're going to play Harry Kane for that amount of time in a game, then start him. You know, we've been here so Absolutely. many times. We've been here so many times under Pochettino, under Jose. You know, we could go through all these different cup games, even last year. Um, and that was under Conte as well against Middlesbrough. You should be learning the lessons of, of playing yeah. the best team. And we've just beaten West Ham and Chelsea. The best chance of getting into a quarterfinal of an FA Cup knowing that, the, the, you know, obviously we didn't know who we were going to be playing at that time. There were the likes of Grimsby in there, uh, Blackburn, who we probably would have drawn. Um, you know, there were clubs that were beatable. Without Manchester City and Manchester United, all the other clubs left in the FA Cup, very beatable, uh, very winnable matches. What an opportunity for Spurs to go far in the FA Cup and to put that starting eleven out. You know, why, why um, change a winning team when it's such an important game? It, it, honestly, I, I feel so annoyed about going out of the FA Cup. I can't tell you how annoyed I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And I, I've always been in the opinion, get the game one first. And if you want to rest people like Kane, you bring them yeah. off when you're 2-0 up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Craig, let me stay with you for a sec, um, because in the 41st minute today, um, Hunmin Som of a free kick, Perisic with a great chance, um, headed it um, straight at the goalkeeper. Um, how how do you feel about Ivan Perisic's time at Spurs? Because I've got to admit, and I've said on many videos on this channel, um, you know, he had his injuries when he when he came into us. Antonio Conte said in press conferences, you know, we, we're going to expect more from Ivan Perisic. I think I have expected a lot more from him. Are you surprised that he hasn't delivered and hasn't scored a goal in a Spurs shirt yet? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when, when he was our first sign in the summer, I was actually quite excited to get a player with such experience, a player that's been there, done that, somebody that Conte obviously trusted. Um, obviously played a bit higher up through for his country, but I believe he played wing-back for uh, Inter when he was there. Um 
fit guy, never had really any serious injuries, so so the age thing couldn't have mattered. But I I'm still not convinced about Perisic. He's he's I think he's our leading assist person. I might be wrong in that, but I know he's set up a few goals, but actually scoring them. I just don't think we're seeing enough from him in games. I really don't. I'm 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 not convinced about Cess either. I love the lad. I think he, he tries, but I still don't think he's good enough for Tottenham. And I, I think we kind of need to move him on. Be very interesting next season to see you, Doggy. Uh, from what I've seen of him, I think he's a really good prospect. For me, Perisic and or Cessignon probably have to go in the summer. I, I'm just not seeing enough from Perisic. Um, it's surprising, actually, because I was actually quite excited about him. Of all the signings, I thought, yeah, this this guy has been there, done that. He's going to really change that left-hand side. And for me, apart from his delivery, and it's not always too... Um, he's always kind to be in areas, which, which, you know, strikers will say, if there's two or three in the box and you're putting it in areas, I would say, I've put it in the area. You, you know, you've got a one at the front, one at the back or whatever, and it's your job to get on the end of it. And Gary Lineker would always say, I was always in the right position. It's just the ball was never in the right position. So, <laughs> you know, you know, I get that. You should be a centre forward myself. Whenever a cross come in, I said, well, look, I was here. You didn't put it. So it's, it's, <laughs> different, it's, different, it's a difficult one, but... Uh, He's not done enough for me, Chris. He hasn't. Um, I've I've been surprised uh, about about how well, as you say, he hasn't scored. And for me, Emerson Royale has scored goals, and we was all slating him. So (laughs) something's not right there. Graham, let's come to you. Um, a couple of glorious chances for Spurs just before half-time. In the 44th minute, Hunmin Son. Um, I'll tell you what, how Hunmin Son did not get this shot on target is beyond me. Um, he was through. It looked like it was a goal all day long. I think everyone would have put their mortgage on it, that he was going to score. Um, the fan base couldn't believe that he had blasted the ball over the bar. In stoppage time, we had a free kick. Hunmin Son wanted it. Harry Kane wanted it. But Pedro Poro picked the ball up and said, I'm having it. He had a word with Hunmin Son. Hunmin Son, I think, you know, it looked like he was saying, no, I want it. Pedro Poro was saying, no, I want it. Pedro Poro put the ball down, um, struck it wonderfully, hit the bar. And I tell you what, I then thought, here we go. We've got a good free kick taker because on this channel, we talk about free kicks week in, week out, about Harry Kane taking free kicks, Hunmin Son taking free kicks. Now in Pedro Poro, it looks like we've got a fantastic free kick taker. Ram, what did you make of those two chances just before half-time? Because, you know, being honest about it, we could have gone in a half-time 2-0 up. Precisely what I was saying earlier. You know, the first half performance, it's just us not putting the ball in the back of the net. And, um, that, I mean, that, I think the, the Sun miss was unforgivable. I mean, you're a professional footballer. And that, that move where Kane played it through to Son uh, was a reminiscent of the Man United game when we won 6-1. Remember how we, we took quick free kicks, put, put the players through, and Son ran away and, and scored a goal. Now, they're not going in. Um, you know, so, so Son and uh, Kane did link up there. I think the miss was unforgivable. Yeah, Poro is showing potential of, of being a good free kick taker. Maybe he could be our Kieran Trippier. You know, I'd like to see him do just a little bit better with his next one. And then maybe we could say, right, we've got a free kick taker. You know, because we haven't got one today. You know, we had maybe, again, Ericsson was the last one really that that, that could take a free kick um, and, and, and you know, shoot a direct one at, at goal. 
Um, Perisic, other than his crossing, he doesn't get behind the defences. And that's, you know, that's vital. Um, but the, t- the two misses, though, I mean, the free kick was great, but it was just, you know, six inches on the wrong, you know, wrongly weighed. But uh, the Son miss was, I don't know what's wrong with him. Uh, you know, we've said it, golden boot winner last year, you know, scoring twos and threes. And this year, I don't know, I don't know what's happened to him. He came on against Leicester, got a hat-trick. There's a full storm. Ram, one one thing I must admit, it really baffled me and it baffled a lot of Spurs fans around me in the away end today, that Pedro Porro hits a free kick like that just before half-time. And then in the 53rd minute, Harry Kane took a free kick. Why on earth was Pedro Porro not on that free kick as well? Bearing in mind, we have seen week in, week out for months and year after year of Harry Kane missing free kicks. Yeah, it's baffling. Baffling. It just, it's the miss. <laughs> you know, it just doesn't make sense. Josh, do you, do you want to do you want to come in on that point? Because you've been on many shows with me where we've spoken about free kicks. You know, Harry Kane on the free kicks, and, and then all of us were crying out for someone different to take them. Eric Dyer's had a couple. Hunmin uh, Son's had them. When Pedro Poro, only minutes before, just before half time, has hit the bar with a fantastic chance, with a fantastic hit. Why is Harry Kane taking that free kick minutes later? It's because it's probably my, what I'm thinking is because there's no manager there to actually tell them exactly what to do because Conte's in Italy. We're paying someone £15 million a year to not actually make the right decisions. And he's not even there. I don't know if he's on FaceTime with the players in the changing room, but what you want is a manager with some common sense to actually go, look, this, this bloke, Pedro Porro, he's got a good strike on him. And we mentioned it before, I think, uh, a, a Portuguese fan said at Lisbon he had a good free kick when we when we first signed him, and they were saying in the comment section, "Yeah, he can take a free kick," and he obviously can. We've seen it, and then Kane takes a free. It doesn't make any sense. We're such a back to back to front football club. We just make the most silly decisions in every uh, section of the game. It's, it, we're tactically naive. That is a naive thing to do. And I'm sorry, but a manager that can't see that Harry Kane should not be on free kicks. They shouldn't be being paid fifteen million pound a year. That's crazy. We can right. all see that, and he, he's just literally. I don't get that. He should be not allowed to take a free kick. Yeah, he can take a great penalty, but not a free kick. And we've seen it over and over and over and over again. Apart from that one about ten years ago against Aston Villa. I just, yeah. oh, I don't get it, Chris. It's, it, it does make you infuriated as a, as a as a Spurs fan. There's so many things that you just don't. It's like the substitutions about everything else that we've talked about today. This football club is just, it's run badly. And I, I, you just don't see it at other football clubs. You don't see something like that, where you, every fan out there sees that Harry Kane shouldn't be on a free kick, but he continually takes them. You just don't see that anywhere else, Chris. I, I don't get it. It's weird. Josh, let me ask you about um, the chance for Hunmin Son in the 47th minute, hitting the bar. Harry Kane played Son through, hit the bar. Um, of course, we all wanted it, wanted it to go in. Um, what did you make of that chance? It was a huge chance. I just, he just, he, Son's just lost his finishing, and he needs to be benched because as soon as you bench him, he comes off the he comes off the bench and then the next game, and then he scores. It's just it's it's weird with Tony. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if something something's going on outside of football. 
I don't know if it's the tactics. It's, it's such a, it's just such a shame because he's such a talented football player. But the one thing it could be, it, it literally could be his age. He's he's cracking on a bit. He's he's well, I think he's thirty now. He he might have he's, he might have lost his pace. He might have just been growing tired of the game. Some players aren't going to always play until they're thirty six. Um, he's not a young a young Sonny anymore. I, I was watching a few videos, and when he was a young a, a young Sonny at at White Hart Lane, back at the old stadium, he looked totally different. He was a completely different player. He's evolved a bit like, I don't know, for example, like Ronaldo's lost his legs now, obviously. He's gone to Saudi Arabia. But we might be seeing Sonny coming to the end of his career. This might be his, he might have peaked last year and this is this might be it. I don't know. Yeah, but I hope not because he's a, he's a cracking player and he was fantastic last year, like you mentioned. And he still shows it when he comes off the bench and he grabs a goal. And he and he's like he's got something to prove when he comes off the bench, and I think that's what what the what Stellini or Conte needs to do. He needs to be benched, and then he needs to come off and prove himself. And that's how we're going to get the most out of Sonny at the moment. Craig, let's come to you in the fifty-fifth minute. Um, Adama Traore cross uh, Jimenez header. Uh, Forster made a great save. What did you make of Fraser Forster today? Um. Uh, I don't think he had tons to do, to be honest, but I do think he was at fault for the goal to some degree because he, he palmed it right out into the middle and who, of all people, slots it away? Somebody who can't hit a cow's ass with a banjo and the player that we <laughs> nearly got over the line but didn't, and it's a Dharma Traore. It's just, you couldn't write it, could you? Um, I don't think he did much, had much else to do, Chris. I, I really got an opinion on him today. He was... He, um, he does like to use his feet, but De Gea uses his feet. I, I haven't got a problem with um, goalkeepers using their feet to save shots as long as they don't go in. I don't care if he saves it with any part of his body. But I think he was at fault for the... Um, well, apart from the fact we shouldn't let the guy get the shot off, but um, basic goalkeeping, you push the ball away from the goal and he pushed it right yeah. back into the middle. So would Lloris yeah. have done that? We know he had howlers in the past, but I don't think Lloris does that for me. Um uh, look, get, let's get it right. We should have been one or two nil up before then and it shouldn't have really mattered other than give us a jittery last 10 minutes. But, you know, when it's a tight game like that, that is what the games are won and lost on, little moments like that. And, it, and he, for me, it was a goalkeeping error that, that led to the goal. So Yeah. yeah. We're, we're, I was actually sorry to butt in, Chris. I actually thought Fraser Forster had a great game today. But I thought yeah, he made he, some really good... Yeah. I thought he was made some really good saves... Was yeah, he wasn't like, bad at all. Was he wasn't. Yeah. yeah, he wasn't bad. He didn't play bad, but for me, it was a goalkeeping error for the goal. Oh yeah, that was a that was a mistake. But Rick, apart from that, which obviously changed the game, and we lost the game because of it. No, yeah, I he, thought he, he had he, a decent he weren't, game. Weren't horrendous. He wasn't horrendous. Yeah. No, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, I agree with both of you. I, I think that Fraser Forster made a couple of great saves in the game. Um, but I completely agree with you, Craig. Um, when you have a shot like that, you've got to be uh, putting it to one side. Um, that is just. That's goalkeeping. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, not 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 put it out to Adama Traore, who was there. And, uh, you know, it was a good finish, but we'll come on to that shortly. Ram, let's come to you. Um, in the 59th minute, Kulisewski cross, Lengley header straight at the goalkeeper. Uh, a minute later, Hunmin Son with a long-range effort, Saar saving to his left. Ram, just want to ask you about Hunmin Son. Um, why, why do you think it is that Hunmin Son has struggled this season, particularly after the fantastic season um, and, 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 you know, all the goals and assists that he provided last season? 
Were, were there rumours? Were there rumours that Real Madrid were interested in him in pre-season? Was it? Did anyone hear of any kind? I don't think there was any truth in any no, of that. No, no. Um, otherwise, it's just what Josh is saying. You know, he's is it thirty now, isn't he? Yeah. And he's crossing over. It's not old, but you're not going to be as sharp as you was when you was twenty five and twenty six. Um. No, when our front, when he bought Mora on, our front line was over ninety combined age, which is bizarre <laughs> to think about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Did he have a break in the summer? Did he have a break in the summer? Or did he go over to? We went over to South Korea, didn't we, for a preseason straight after? We went to South Korea, and he was yeah. worked extremely hard. Yeah, yeah. And then the season started, and then he had the World Cup. He had a fractured cheekbone. Yeah, all, all these things could have played a part in the way he is at the moment. Yeah, maybe he needs a break. But um, you know, when you get to the thirties, over thirty, then I think you've got to change your game a little bit. And not just Sonny, I think Harry Kane's got probably got to change his game a little bit. Now maybe he needs to play a bit more deeper. Maybe Sonny needs to play a bit more deeper. No, I, don't so think, I don't think Sonny's got the, got the creativity in him. I mean, he can play a pass, but it's not his game, is it? He, you know, if Sonny loses his pace, I think he's going to be one of those players that kind of just drifts away, really. It's a bit like, you know, Michael Owen was similar. When Michael Owen lost his pace, he, you know, he couldn't get in behind defences. So I think pace for Sonny is, um, is, is paramount. And with Harry Kane, it's a bit like Teddy. Teddy could play that's why Teddy Sheldon played to his forties because because he he never relied and Beckham was the same and never relied on pace. Some players no. just rely on pace, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. I mean what I mean what, what were our feelings about the future? I mean we've got so many young players who could potentially come into the team at some point. Maybe next season or the season after. I mean, I mean Jed Spence who hasn't been given a chance. Udoji, you know, Papa Sar. Dane Scarlett, uh, Troy Parrott. I mean, what's happened to these players? They're all playing first-team football, a division or two below. But are they going to be breaking through? Are they going to be the replacements? Well, they're all, they're all developing at the moment. And I think if you asked that in Harry Kane's younger career, we would have all said that he wasn't going to make it. I think a lot of, a lot, a lot of people felt at the time uh, when, he, when he broke into the first team, Harry Kane, that, that he wasn't going to make it and he was going to be sold. I think a lot of fans felt like that. Um, so let's wait and see. But a lot of these players are developing. Um, yeah, but there, is, there, there is a strange atmosphere when we play away from home. I mean, that Sheffield United game, I mean, Richarlison yeah. had a face like a horse. I mean, he just looked miserable throughout the whole game. I was going to say that, Ram, because when players like Hunmin Son are out of form, you know, compared to his standards, when players like Richarlison come in, they've got to be grabbing their opportunity, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just wonder. You know, Brazil's number nine. Yeah. Go out there and... You know, establish yourself as as their striker. Maybe yeah. he needs the first Premier League goal, and then all sort of going in. But maybe I'm being over optimistic. Josh, let's come to you. In the 64th minute, Kulusevski to Pedro Poro, who shot, uh, forced a good save from 
Saar over the bar. Uh, I'll tell you what, for me personally, what I do like about Pedro Porro, he's never afraid to shoot. He had a, a number of shots in the Sheffield United game. He had a few today uh, which were on target or, of course, hit the bar, as we mentioned earlier. Um, five minutes later, Neves with a good um, shot on goal. Um, uh, Forster um, saved over the bar a minute later as well, another shot. Neves shot over the bar in the 70th minute. Uh, in the 73rd minute, Jimenez played through. Um, his teammate, Mateus Kuna, um, hit wide. Um, a couple of minutes later, Poro to Harry Kane. Kane shot over the bar from 20 yards. What did you make of Harry Kane's performance today? From what I saw, he, he just it didn't seem like he had a, a, a massive grip of the uh, of the game, like he usually does. A huge influence on the game, where he used to like. Or he did. To be fair, I'm trying to think back now. Um, he was playing some nice passes and getting hold of the ball in the first half, and he was he was he was dropping deeper a bit and playing some balls through. But we've got again. What from what I was seeing, he he was turning and passing to Poro on the right. But he had nothing on his left. And it's like we've got no overlap. We're struggling with overlap. Like there's no Son doesn't make those beautiful runs really anymore. I think we we played it through the eye of the needle once or twice. But we just don't we don't even though we created I think we had twenty one shots, you part of the stats. It didn't feel like we had that many like really threatening chances where it's like that's a that's a big chance. Like that is a huge chance that we're going to put away. We were just skying it or hitting the crossbar. It's, it's. I just, I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a strange one. But Harry Kane, yeah. he's, I don't know. He, he seems. I think he was probably really annoyed today. To be quite honest, from that Sheffield United, he seemed very angry. And I just, I was looking at what he was saying after the game, saying that oh, we've got twelve games left of the season, and we've got to make it up. Yeah. But he seems very pissed off. And as a football player, you have to. You probably have to think of it. His mentality, he must be theming. He's he's won nothing at Tottenham. It's, yeah. and for a player of his quality, he deserves all the trophies in football. And we haven't been able to to give him that. He hasn't he, he deserves it all, but he hasn't been given it. And he will always be berated by everyone in football because he hasn't done that. And we'll always be the laughing stock because Harry Kane and Spurs never won a trophy. And he'll always be looked at as not being good enough. And that will push him to move. That that feeling of not being good enough when he's when he's on uh I always think of it as when he's like on BBC in twenty years time and it comes up, oh he's what who it comes up as the, the commentator and how many trophies they won, what he's won. He's never won anything. What what are they gonna put? Harry Kane, Audi Cup winner. He will move on. He literally will move on to to have that under his name. Every player wants that, obviously. So what do you what do you think, Chris? Do, do, do you think he'll move on? Do, do, do you think he'll he's got one year left on his contract? Do you think he'll sign a new one, or do you think he'll say no? I'm going to move on. I'll tell you, Ram. If it was me, if I was Harry Kane, and it's going to pain me to say this, I think that I would move on because you need a trophy. You know, you're England captain. Um, you know, you score goal after goal after goal. You have all these personal records. Um, you've got to be winning trophies. And if he's not going to be doing it at Spurs, and he said many times, hasn't he? Um, if he doesn't feel that the club is progressing in the right direction, then he's going to question it and, and may even move on. Um, I wouldn't be at all surprised to see him um, 
stay in the Premier League and perhaps sign for Manchester United or Newcastle. Um, I think they are the only options um, where he would possibly win something because Newcastle are obviously going to build something special. I think Manchester United, after winning the Carabao Cup the other day, are building something special under Eric Ten Hag. And I think if you put someone like Harry Kane or the equivalent in that Manchester United team, they instantly become title contenders. So it does worry me. But of course, I would love Harry Kane to stay at Spurs. Um, But, you know, I want to win trophies. Harry Kane wants to win trophies. All of us want to win trophies. We all want to be successful. And it's just like year after year after year, um, it doesn't seem to happen. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be be such an interesting um, summer for this football club. And uh, I felt like I'm, I'm going to probably repeat myself because I feel like the last couple of summers I've said exactly the same thing. It's about club direction. It's about ambition. We've got to be showing ambition as a football club. We've got to be um, buying the right players, spending the right money. Um, and when you have world-class players like Harry Kane at the club, you've got to do everything you can to keep them. <sighs> Craig, let's come to you. Um, in the 77th minute, um, Kulisewski went off, Lucas Mora come on. And I think this is what you alluded to earlier about straightforward changes rather than changing the system. Um 81st minute, Poro off, Emerson on. And then a minute later, uh, Traore put the ball in the net. Of course, it would be him. Uh, We've been linked with Adama Traore um, in many transfer windows. Of course, the deal didn't get done. He went to Barcelona on loan. He came back. Uh, he came off the sub bench today for Wolves, put the ball in the net. What did you make of the goal? Yeah, again, it was... Um... It was just simply, it almost had the Sheffield United um, vibe to it again, didn't it? It was probably almost in the same minute of the game. Um, just just bad defending. It, it, look, you can all teams get goals scored against them. It's what you do up the other end. Like I say, if we'd scored three, it wouldn't have really mattered. It has just been a consolation. It, it, it's just, you know, we haven't scored now in two games. Um we're just not doing enough for me. Uh, and that second half performance, if we'd carried on the way we were in the first half, I, 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 think, I think we probably would have got a goal or two. But it was, it, it's just frustrating. We, why can't we play 90 minutes um, on the front foot like we used to? I don't know. Is it an age thing? I don't know. I don't know. They say they're not telling them to play like that, but it just seemed lack of, lack of everything led to that goal. You could almost. No, I, do you know what? I couldn't even see the goal coming. It, but it wasn't a surprise when it did come. It, I know that I, I, I've, I've kind of contradicted myself, but it, it was just like... I, I'd like do, 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 do you know what's really frustrating though, Craig? The amount of times that we were linked with Adama Traore, very close to signing the player, and hmm. how many Spurs fans said, no end product, he doesn't score goals. And of course, yeah. it is so Tottenham for him to score today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You could see it. when he come when he was coming on at half time, I think it was. I actually said out loud, "Oh dear," because he always has a blinder against us anyway. And of course, he scores today. I was probably in a minority that I wanted uh, Troyore at Spurs because he's different. He he, uh, he he he's got his faults, but he can terrorise defences. He's he's big, he's strong, he's fast. 
a different different type of player. We've always been synonymous with that type of player at Tottenham. Remember, you've got different types of players that can run with the ball, like your Waddles, your Gascoins, your Ginolas. You know, that 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 sort of player. And we we haven't got it. And look, I've enjoyed the wins over West Ham and Chelsea and, and you know City. Of course, I have. But can I honestly say, as we've said on here many times, have I been entertained for ninety minutes by Tottenham in recent history? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I, I'm sorry to bring him up again under the Potts days. And yes, I know the players were younger and we had a younger squad. I was almost excited every game watching that. And that's the type of football I want to watch. And we, we were winning games more than we were losing, weren't we? Remember that last season at White Hart Lane? I mean, what a season. I mean, you, you're obviously season ticket holder, Chris. How good was that last season at White Hart Lane to be a part of and not lose a league game? That must yes. have been fantastic. And yep. then, you know, the 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 finale when we beat Manchester United, mm. um, the whole thing, I'm, I'm, look, I'm going to talk about Poch because I don't care now because I love Poch. I'm kind of like thinking I've just had enough of this negative, the negative managers we've brought in as much as, you know, Mourinho's one stuff, Conte's one stuff, let's not even talk about Nuno. That image of Potts, I've said on here before, with the rain, when the when the sun came out and the rainbow behind him and the camera panned round and he was standing there with his arms crossed looking around the stadium. Going back to what Josh said, I want to get that feeling back again where the manager actually gives a toss about the club. I don't, I've never felt that with Conte. It, as you said, it's always felt like he's doing us a favour. It never felt that way with, with Potts for me. It's like, I want to be here. I want this club to succeed. I'm one of you, in essence. And you've only got to look at the classy message that he wrote on the board on the day he was sacked. You know, they left that note in the dressing room on the whiteboard. And the fact he was wearing a Tottenham T-shirt and Tottenham gear for weeks and weeks after he left. What kind of other person does that? That's what I want to feel. I know he's not everybody's cup of tea. I know a lot of you out there don't want him back. But for me, I would have him back in a heartbeat because that's what I want for my manager. Because when your manager shows that much passion and cares about the job and the club, it brings everybody together from the tea lady to the players to everybody. And that, for me, is where we've got to get back to because there is something intrinsically wrong at this club from top to bottom. If Levy sells, fine. But get that manager in place that's going to do that. Well, after we conceded the goal uh, in the 82nd minute, a couple of minutes later, Ben Davis went off, Richarlison came on. Um, one minute from time, Jimenez actually scored, making it 2-0. Mm -hmm. But luckily, the linesman put the flag up for offside. Uh, so, of course, the result, Wolves won Tottenham Hotspur nil. Now, um, last question for you all. Um, of course, our next game uh, is on Wednesday nights at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium back in the Champions League against AC Milan. We're 1-0 down from a Diaz goal uh, at San Siro a couple of weeks ago. Um, now, Ram, let's start with you. Um, AC Milan are currently fourth in Serie A. Uh, they've played 24, they've won 14, they've drawn five, they've lost five, they've got 47 points. Uh, they're just a point behind second place Lazio. Um, their last four games in all competitions, they have won all of them, keeping four clean sheets against Torino, Tottenham, Monza and Atalanta. How do you see this game going? Are you confident that Spurs will go through to the next round? 
I know what you said about the supporters at Wolves, but I think there'll be an electric atmosphere on on Wednesday. And I think so long as we come out uh, on the front foot and get the crowd behind the team, I think we could we could come through and win that game and go through to the next round. Um, the Italian league's not the best in the world at the moment. It's it's one of the top leagues, but you you know we had Olis Skip. No disrespect to them, we had Olis Skip and Papa in midfield. And they were excellent in Milan. You know, yeah. this time we're going to have Hoiberg in there, a bit more experience. We're going to have the home crowd behind us. You know, I think, I, I, I think we can see through. And I'm going to show off a bit here now because I was at a dinner on Tuesday, and on our table was Ozzy Ardidis, and um, I was chatting to him, and I said, I said to him foolishly, I've got, I've got a gut feeling the FA Cup is ours this year. And he looked at me and he smiled. He smiled and he turned around and said, you watch us beat AC Milan next week. Now, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but he turned around and said, that's the game. Watch us beat AC Milan next week and we'll go through. So I'm going by Aussie's in-house knowledge and say that, yeah, the passion, the electric atmosphere, uh, European nights under the lights, I think would be too much racing with him. Ram, give me a score prediction. 2 0. 2 0. Yeah. Josh, how are you feeling about it? Nervous. <laughs> but I've been I've been thinking about it actually for the last week. And I have got quite a good feeling. A bit like I had that weird feeling before Man City when everyone was a bit down and out. It was like, oh God, not Man City. We've lost two games in a row now. I can't. I just don't see us losing three. There has to be a comeback. There has to be a bit of fight in there, I, especially if Conte's coming back. I, the fans are going to turn if we get knocked out. That is our season down and out in ten days, like in a week. But the thing is, Josh, it, it it could be a draw and then we go out. Even that, I think, if we don't go through, the fans will get very. I think they're going to be pissed off, and it will be it will be it will go toxic again. And then we're and then our season's out the window, isn't it? It's going to be all be chucked out the window. But hopefully, we we are we're not terrible at home. We've been very we've beaten Man City, we've beaten Chelsea. These two games we've lost: Wolves away, Sheffield United away. These these games we should be winning. But at home, I feel like we can we can get over the line. I I think it's going to be three one to us. And I think there'll be late goals. I think we'll pull through like classic Tottenham second half. We'll probably go one nil down, and Giroud, will, <laughs> if he's if he's fit, he'll score. Giroud will score. Um, but yeah, I, I reckon we'll pull through. Hopefully, I've got this little inkling, weird feeling, and it better better be good as well because I'm coming up from extra. It's going to take me like I won't get home until three o'clock in the morning, so it better be worth it. Um, but yeah, I hope I hope we can pull through because otherwise that is our season out the window, Chris. We're out of the FA Cup. We keep losing these games in the Premier League with with Liverpool on our tail. I'm not too concerned about Newcastle. I don't really don't really care about them lot. I think they're gonna falter now. Uh, but Liverpool will take take that spot off us, and even Brighton as well as you mentioned. So that could be no top four if we if we keep going on this losing streak. There's no FA Cup. And then we could be out of the Champions League. So they've got to get their 
act together and and try and get through. So you're going to go for a win as well. Um, Craig, what are you going for? And do you think Antonio Conte will make a number of changes from today's starting eleven? Um, for changes, I'm not sure what he can do, to be honest with you. Um, he probably will bring in Emerson Royale, having said that. May even go back to having Ben Davis on the left, but then again, Dyer's out. So uh, that'll be an interesting one. I think he'll still stick with Son, Kulishevsky and Kane up front. Uh, Hoybier and he might even go with Saar. Um like Josh, oddly enough, after today, even though I'm so frustrated and fed up, I think we could turn over AC Milan because they weren't that good. They really weren't that good. Um, <clears throat> I would go for a 2-0. Um, I think AC Milan are going to sit back and play a typical Italian game and just, you know, soak up the pressure. And I just hope we've got our scoring boots on because I totally agree with what Josh said. If we go out, it's going to be toxic because that's our season over. And then, well, it's not. Obviously, we've got top four to play for. There's still enough games to do it. If we win all our games, of course, we're going to make it. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, you know, it's one game a week after that, pretty much. Um, would that be, you know, us making top four? Would that be the catalyst that makes Harry Kane sign a new deal. Apparently, he's still open for a new deal. I don't think that would have changed over the last two games. If you're going to sign a new deal, you know what you're getting yourself into. I've said before, I think that the players know that Conte is leaving at the end of the season and they know we're probably getting Poch back. Uh, I think that will, that's got to come into discussions if you're, you're talking about a new contract with Harry Kane because he's going to want to know. That's going to be a big thing for him. So, so, yeah, massive game. I think we could do it. And if you can't get up for a, for a game against AC Milan in the Champions League, knowing that you've got to score or you're going out, then you shouldn't be playing for Tottenham Hotspur. But um, let's see what happens. I hope you guys are all right uh, that we go through. Um, I have no idea what to predict for Wednesday. Um, after this last week. I just hope that we can get back to winning ways, go through to the next round. Uh, and then, of course, we've got Nottingham Forest in the uh, in the Premier League next weekend. Um, Craig, thanks so much for joining me again. I know um, talking about a, another defeat is never easy. Um, please tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Yeah, just in my um, in my name on the screen there, at DMN9 on Twitter. If you want to follow me, I just usually tweet about Tottenham, good or bad. So, uh so, yeah, follow me if you want to. Thank you. And thanks for having me on, Chris. And shame it was another defeat. But there you go. We ride with the punches or roll with the punches. Thank you, Craig. And uh, Josh, thanks so much for coming back. Uh, pleasure having you on. And uh, hopefully we can have you on again in the future, uh, in the near future. And uh, tell everyone where, where they can find you. Yeah, thank you very much for having me on, Chris. As, as usual, it's, it's always nice to have a chat. And even when we lose it, Although it's annoying, it's good to get it off your chest and just speak about it. It makes it so when uh, when the good times come round, you always remember that you've you've stuck with the club when we're when we're at our lowest, and that is a good feeling. Um, yeah, I still I got I got locked out of my Twitter account, um, but I need to get back into. I need to create a new account, so I haven't I've really got an open Tottenham uh, Twitter account at the moment. But I'll, I'll create one 
and then I'll, I'll get back to tweeting about Tottenham. But yeah, thank you very much for, for letting me on, Chris. Well, thank you very much, Josh. And, uh, and Ram, pleasure having you back. Um, tell everyone where, where they can find you and what you're up to at the moment. And of course, I didn't mention earlier, you're director at Enfield Town. Please tell everyone where uh, what Enfield Town are up to at the moment. Any um, any Tottenham things coming up and perhaps the the youth team playing there in the, in the, in the summer, perhaps? Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to plug it anyway, Chris. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah. Um... You can normally find me in the West Stand at Spurs, uh, lower tier, um, uh, as a season ticket holder with my son. Um, and then normally Enfield Town games alternate with uh, Spurs home games. So, because we, we, we put in for Enfield Town to be away when Spurs are at home. Um, so, um, when Spurs are away, I'm normally at Enfield Town Football Club. I'm the director there, normally in the club shop, trying to sell people hats and scarves. Um, and just having a good time, really. Now, half the people that come along to Genfield Town games are also Spurs season to get holders and members. It's amazing when Spurs are at home, say in the cup, and it coincides with a home game for, for the town. Uh, we lose about 120 people on their, on their gate, so it, it does make a big difference. Uh, the last yeah. four or five years, last four or five years, Spurs have been kind enough to. Be sending the under 21s and under 23s to play us in a pre season friendly. We normally get about a thousand people uh, through the gate. Uh, Gary Mabbitt's turned up on occasions, and Yaya Torre was there last year. Uh, Peratici was there in his first season. Uh, Danny Rose played last pre season. Um, so we, we always have a good, good time when Spurs come down in July and when the weather's nice and you can have a pint next to the pitch and watch the game. Well, Ram, thanks so much for coming back. It's been a pleasure talking to you this evening. Um, Ram, Josh, Craig, thanks so much. Um, thanks to everybody in the chat. Thanks to everybody listening on an audio platform um, on YouTube. If you don't subscribe to the channels yet, please do hit that subscribe button. Uh, trying to enjoy the rest of your weekend and hopefully I will see you Wednesday after Spurs have just beaten AC Milan. Fingers crossed. Until then, come on you Spurs. Yeah. Come on, you spot. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.